The following programme is made possible by the friends and partners of Creation Today. What is the difference between spirituality and Christianity? Is Christianity just a form of spirituality? Or are all forms of spirituality just some kind of a religion? Well, today we're going to be talking to an extremely, excuse me, a prior, extremely devoted Hindu mystic and New Age philosopher, Atticus Carr, for a thought-provoking discussion about the truth behind spirituality and Christianity. Welcome to the Creation Today Show, where we bring together interviews with experts and solid Bible teaching. Your host, Eric Hovind, affirms the ultimate authority of God's Word, the truth of creation, and why it matters to you. Welcome to the Creation Today Show. I'm Eric Hovind, and you are going to be, can I use the word enlightened in today's conversation about spirituality versus Christianity? Uh, I, I am very, very thankful for all of you being here, especially my partners. Partners, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for partnering with us to take this ministry and take the message, the truth of the gospel, the good news of Christ, literally around the world. We're very appreciative of you. For those of you that are joining us and kind of peeking into the Creation Today community by way of Facebook or YouTube or listening to our podcast or watching on one of the television programs, I'm so glad you guys are getting to have a little sneak peek into what we do here. If you're watching on television, would you write the television station and say thank you for airing the Creation Today show? If you include a check, I know they love that. So just thank them for doing that. You're going to get a lot out of today's conversation, and you're invited to join us for the second half of the conversation as well. To get that, just head on over to creationtoday.org partner and partner with us for any amount, and it helps us reach the world with the gospel through the creation message. And not only do you get access to today's show, the rest of the show, but you get access to everything we've done in the past, plus everything we do in the future. Uh, and, and you get to be part of a movement of reaching people one life at a time with the gospel. Our goal here, guys, is simple. We want to turn the stumbling blocks that keep people from coming to Christ into stepping stones so that they'll see Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And a lot of you on Facebook or YouTube, you're just one step away uh, from partnering with us, and we'd be just delighted to see you or your family, your business, help us reach the world. My guest today, guys, I was, uh, I was introduced to our guest today via the Compelled Podcast, which you got to go look up, Compelled Podcast, where I learned that he was a completely devoted Hindu mystic and dove deep into New Age philosophy. Uh, but it was his journey of actually reading scripture that changed his life. He's joining me to discuss the difference between spirituality and Christianity. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Adam. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I love your name, dude. Atticus, what a name, man. It's <laughs> just a cool name. Is that like your mom and dad are just really cool people and they thought, Atticus, I want that. Well, they liked to kill a mockingbird. It was Atticus Finch, right? Was the noble lawyer. And I did not, <laughs> did not live up to that at all. So <laughs> it's kind of a awkward deal. That's but I, yeah, I have three brothers. Um, I'm the second. I'm the second oldest, so it's Wilson, Atticus, Schaefer, and Forrest. Schaefer being named after Francis Schaefer, uh, the theologian. So um, they like some, you know, good well, to, to, to hear your story, and by the way, I, we, we won't get time to unpack your story the way they did on the Compelled Podcast. So you guys, 
you got to go hear Atticus story on the compelled podcast. You are going to love that. We'll throw a link in the description. Uh, but can you, can you give us like just a couple minute recap? Because like, like you said, growing up it, it, with those kind of names, I mean, you're, you're obviously grew up with, with a family that had some influence with Christianity. Can you give us kind of your yeah. overview of your story real quick? Yeah, sure. So I uh, grew up in a Christian home. Uh, we grew up in a small town. We had 300 acres of land. So we grew up in the rural hill country of Texas. We were raised as Christians the whole time, and we were even homeschooled by our father. And we were taught the basic stories. So we're kind of, um, we were kind of culturally Christian, as most are in America, or at least they were in, in my generation and beyond. So we knew all the stories. I knew about Moses, Noah's Ark. Uh, and I could tell you that Jesus died on the cross for St. Anthony Rose again on the third day. I knew what all the holidays were about. Um, but this is kind of common and not to, not to bring, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, a criticism against my parents. But what happens is I think now that I have children is you kind of overlook actual teaching of, of, of sound doctrine through the scriptures and, you know, by the scriptures. So I could tell you some of the basic stories, but I was never shown perhaps in scripture. Maybe I was, we were just lost, but I was never actually shown what, why, why it was necessary that Christ had to come, why he was a man, um, why he was uh, fully God and fully man, you know, why he died on the cross. I didn't know any of those things. It just kind of gets overlooked. So growing up, um, we moved uh, from the land when I was 13 and we moved to Shenandoah, Texas. It's a suburb outside of Houston, north of Houston. And coming from living on the middle of nowhere homeschool to moving to the city and uh, there's all this cultural influence that I never knew anything about at the, at the age of 13, my older brother being 15, man, it was a culture shock. And so what had happened is I just rebelled in a major way. My parents ended up getting a divorce um, there's a lot of family crises. Okay. It wasn't a great upbringing. Not that I don't think everybody's was perfect. So I have to say again, you know, my dad's, I think they tried and, and, uh, you know, sin is just very strong. And so we grew up in our, uh, I spent teenage years have rebelled completely. I got into drugs, got into really not just petty crime. We would, um, we would, we would dabble in like breaking and entering. Uh, it was pretty bad. And so. During my teenage years, I was highly depressed, highly anxious, highly suicidal. And though I was doing drugs, partying, drinking, I got kicked out of the house when I was like 15. I slept in a bush by my girlfriend's house, and it was just wild and chaotic. I would still, if the conversation arose, I would argue for the existence of God and or Jesus. Though I didn't have any real basis for arguing for them, um, I'd still probably entertain some kind of hope that, you know, this life is horrible and I would die and go to heaven. Um, so had that continued till I was about 18 or so and more major life crises, the car wreck in Colorado and a few other things brought me back to Houston, stranded me and put me on probation. And, um, and then, um, I, I, I thought I converted. I, I used to tell people I had, I committed apostasy for Christianity. Looking back, <laughs> I kind of think I didn't know enough about Christianity to commit apostasy from it. <laughs> there was no preach and keeping with repentance. So again. I knew some stuff and, and, but, uh, so there was one fateful night when I became officially, um, I, I would, I would say free from the bondage of Christianity and, and, and all of the Judeo Christian traditions. And I discovered freedom and spirituality and that, that it was a major life change. It's very fascinating. It was things in my life got a lot better in my conversion to Hinduism, 
which was a very confusing and hard thing for my mom to argue against who maintains her Christianity the whole time, you know, and she even early on tried to warn me. She's like, I think you're being deceived by demons. And I just kind of laughed because my life was getting better. I mean, we can talk about that if you want, because some of the effects of some of these spiritual practices will yield what seem like positive results. Um, right. Like I, I was no longer in, in a moment and one night after I did this, a certain practice, I was no longer depressed. I was no longer suicidal. I didn't ever go to work the next day thinking, well, my life is different. No and kidding. That's, and that's pretty scary. Right. And so when my mom was trying to warn me, I'm like, well, like I'm happy now. And I'm, and you know, I'm happy now. That's a, that's something we could talk about too. The target goal of a lot of my generation and younger generations, the target goal is happiness. And if it makes me happy, therefore it's wholesome, good and holy. Right. So, so that's kind of the gist of it. If you want more details, we can, you know, we can dive into that, but, um, went from yes, raised in a, in a Christian home, homeschooled, petty crime as a teenager into some major crimes, I would say, um, disaster upon disaster, and then into spirituality. And then, uh, to, to where I am now, I went from probably age nine, uh, no, maybe it's closer to 20, age 20 to about age 26. I spent in the new age Hindu mysticism and the Lord granted me repentance that leads to life about six years ago. My second born son's kind of our, our timeline because we got converted when he was like three months old. So he's six now. Okay, man. I mean, like I said, you guys got to go hear the whole story on the compelled podcast, but let's, let's do to help us understand the difference between spirituality and Christianity. Let's unpackage some of those things. Cause when you said your life got better, you're right. That that's something that's hard to argue against. And I always wonder, we hear a lot of Christians say, Oh, they can't argue with your testimony. Just tell them your testimony. And I love testimonies. My yeah. problem is I, the drug addict has a testimony, what drugs get, did for him. I mean, the Mormons have a testimony. The, yep. the, the Islams have a, or, uh, Muslims have a testimony, Islamic faith. So how, how do you think through that now, knowing that you had a testimony? Uh, what, what, is your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so um, would you like to know, like, kind of the, my spiritual testimony, what I would say, you know, an argument, right? It's, it's... I am fascinated by your testimony. And at the same time, you're laughing at your mom going, hello, yeah. uh, have you seen? So, yeah. So Alan, I think in, in the podcast, I say what, what practice I did was it was a meditation that I learned in the night that I, you know, cast off Christianity or so I thought, um, what I, what I practiced was a meditation that I learned from Avatar, the last airbender, which is a kid's cartoon on Nickelodeon. I don't, I know some of my generation will know what that is. Um, it's a great show as far as writing, excellent character development. But so in, in one of the later episodes, the main character meets with the guru, okay? And the guru throughout the whole episode shows him how to open up his chakras. Okay, the chakras are the pools of energy that that align with the spine, which is the central nervous system of the human body. And so the theory is, right, is that if you can open up these pools of energy, you'll find yourself one with the universe or the cosmic consciousness, um, which is now kind of repackaged as the Christ consciousness for the Western world. So there's an attempt to blend this, this, this Gnostic kind of mysticism and Hinduism with Christianity and give it Christian terms. So, but the show didn't do that. The show didn't mention Christ consciousness. That comes later. So I'm jumping ahead. But so I just saw this cartoon. It's a 30 minute episode, right? And it's just like, uh, you know, a guru's teaching, 
the kid, the main character, how to open up his chakras, right? And how to overcome them. So I, I watched the whole episode and then something told me, I don't know, it was an audible voice. It was like, hey, I should practice that meditation. I feel like there's something to it. So I, I rewound it and I took notes on how to open up each individual chakra. And uh, this gets real mystical, right? And it's kind of a strange story, but um, I went and I, I, I kind of memorized the process and I did this little meditation from the cartoon and I don't remember what happened. I don't remember, I remember getting to the last and final step and I don't know if I passed out or why, whatever happened, but I remember I came to, um, I guess the next day, I don't really remember. And I was like, everything's different. And I don't know what that is. And I can't tell you to stay what that is. I can tell you for sure that anything that's not of Christ, it's a doctrine of demons. Scripture makes it very wow. clear that if anyone comes bringing another doctrine, right? He's a curse from Christ. So after practicing this meditation, my life felt better. And I don't know how the effects of not having anxiety or depression. I don't know why I did that. I was just no longer depressed or suicidal. And so then I, I kind of realized, wow, Christianity has failed me uh, because it hasn't made me happy. Because I presumed that Christianity's purpose was to make me happy and to, you know, make me feel good about myself, um, which is not ultimately Christianity's purpose. Um, it is to make us reconcile to God. But again, I didn't know all that. So Christianity failed. Forget Christianity. I'm going to go this way. And I started researching. I was like, wow, Hinduism's older than Christianity. So I thought, so we'll go to these ancient sources because if it's older, it's better is what I thought. And uh, I'll be, we have from the Christian testimony. We have the book from the very beginning, Genesis, and creation's your thing. So, I mean, really, the Bible, that's the oldest religion. But when you Google something adverse to Christianity and for anything else, you're going to find what you want pretty quick. That's not Christianity. That's so, so that's what happened. And that's what started me off on this other path. And, um, like, really, so, so some things that are, uh, again, my mom couldn't answer is I was no longer depressed, no longer suicidal. Um, I, I quit smoking and I quit drinking. I was an alcoholic and I was, and I was smoking and I would have still been doing drugs, but I was on probation and then little <laughs> by little, you know, got off probation. I got a skill. I learned to, you know, become a cosmetologist. I was doing hair. So all these, my life fell into place through Hinduism and through spirituality. Um, wow. So, right. So it was really hard for anyone, albeit if they were Christian, although I didn't know many to challenge me and what's scary about these sorts of things is you will, you will not get a lot of opposition you actually have the majority of people um commending you like oh wow you're so spiritual you're so cool versus you know they'll be the fundamentalist christians one or two that you'll ever meet that will challenge you and you just brush them off as being ignorant or kind of base in their spirituality you know low level stuff so so spirituality did actually quote help you get out of depression, suicidal thoughts, smoking, drinking, because is, is that stuff just considered, like, does all spirituality do that? Like, tell, tell me, like, is that part of what spirituality is supposed to do for people is help them kind of be yeah. a better person, but as long as they don't go to Jesus? Yes, I think. And so this is where it's fascinating. How, how it all works is, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. What it does is it starts to, it starts to change your mindset of what is uh, what is what is righteous and what is not righteous. So you were mm. what, what I was doing and what I know now that I was doing is I was going about to establish my own righteousness and not submitting to the righteousness with, which comes from God. Right. Wow. So what I've done, what I've done is I couldn't I couldn't hold up to God's standard, whatever that the little I knew of it. Right. And I was actually rejecting it because I was going to do what I will. Right. Not 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 what the Lord would 
have me do. So because I wanted to drink, I wanted to party, I wanted to fornicate, I wanted to do all those things. And I knew that, and I knew that that goes against the jail Christian God, right? But what if, what if God is just a God of experience and anything that we do is part of God's learning process and I'm a part of it? Well, now I'm not depressed anymore because I'm not doing anything wrong. And in fact, what it also does is once you realize this and break free from this yoke of organized religion, I now have special knowledge and I'm actually probably far more advanced than, and I've, you know, I've, I've, I've ascended some spiritual level. So now, even if this life does get hard, it offers me a promise that this is probably one of my last incarnations because I've attained some secret knowledge. Wow. So yeah. you're, you're accepting this. And, and by the way, this isn't something that you just dabbled in a little bit and was like, okay, I'll take that. You, you dove headfirst into this, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain, explain kind of how far you were into it. Cause I don't even know how far it goes, but you sure. certainly wanted to, you wanted to know what's the truth about this. And you went all the way in. Yes. So the way it starts off and unfortunately it's kind of how a lot of, um, new converts to Christianity start off is you're kind of, you're kind of converting. Maybe I was converting in my room, you know, as a Christian without any real guidance. I didn't know what to do, but you do get led by the Holy spirit. And I think it's the same with, with, with the, uh, the demonic forces and false religions. So, um, to reiterate, looking back now, I'm kind of having to give it from a Christian perspective, but I can tell you kind of what I think is going on based on what scripture says. So every false religion is a doctrine of demons. Anything that, um, any, anything that comes with a different Christ or a different way of salvation is, uh, is a doctrine that is, that is put forth by demons. And I think it's aided by demons when people pursue these sorts of things. So after, after my conversion to Hinduism or the spiritual path, um, I was going on these long walks and it's going to sound silly, but what, what's fundamental understanding when people are spiritual, it's kind of a free for all. You can pick and choose and develop your own spirituality. So it's really part of the spirit of the age is postmodernism. Your truth is your truth. And so you can develop and kind of pull in any kind of um, experience or esoteric happening and interpret it your own way. And you're always interpreting favorable to you that you're growing spiritually. And so I didn't have any guidance from any kind of book or any kind of teacher or teaching, but I felt like I was getting direct divine insight from some supernatural source and one of the ways that that was manifesting was i would come up with a thought or an idea and then i would i would say if this is true i expect to find this item or this sort of thing so this is mysticism this is kind of reading the tea leaves but a modern version right and um it's an occult practice and it's ancient it is divination basically um which we see in the bible and i'm kind of doing it just spontaneously without any kind of real uh disciplined practice from a book okay so i would started going on these long walks and uh, i would walk through the woodland area where i lived and i would walk for like six hours four to six hours somewhere in a trance-like state and then uh that's one of the ways i quit smoking and i would have these thoughts that are like these revelations and these understandings and then you know the thoughts would come out of nowhere and people like you know run and jog they understand it's like a runner's high you know they get like a euphoric feeling from the endorphins release. So part of this is just a natural process of exercise, but combined with that, and then I would have these really deep thoughts and I'm excited about casting off Christianity. That means the whole world of possibilities are out there. And I would start to ponder on the way the universe was, um, how the soul works and how reincarnation works. And then I would 
I would all of a sudden like find a piece of paper on the ground that would say something about what I was actually thinking. Or I would tell them to read something that is what I was just thinking about. And it's almost like verbatim what I was thinking. Like strange stuff like that. And I think there's a supernatural origin to that. Um, I think that you 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 are being led further and further into these sorts of things and you're confirmed, but again, not by scripture, but you're confirmed by your own experience. And it's really hard to argue against that for someone because like I know it's true because this, this, and this happened. Right. Wow. So I was going on these long walks and my my theology, if you would, my spirituality was being developed by myself through these trans-like walks and meditations. And then uh, the next level came when I got a little bit more disciplined and organized and started pursuing the religious text of the Hindus, the Mahabharata, the Bhagavad Gita. And then there's the four Vedas, the Ayurveda, Samaveda, um, the Rig Veda, and there's another one. can't remember. But so then I started to pursue and search out Hinduism, and I thought I needed to narrow down and get some answers. And then something else happened during that time, which we can segue into, unless you have a question. No, I, this is where I'm like, you guys got to go hear the whole story and the backstory. Okay, just keep going into that. And then we've only got a couple minutes before we have to let social media go. Um, I Go from there into help, help start the conversation and we'll continue it. How is it different than Christianity? Is spirituality and Christianity the same? So go into that and then help us start to divide these two and go, are they the same or are they different? Spirituality versus Christianity. Christianity um, tells us that we are not spiritual in the sense that people like to think that actually that God is spirit. We must worship him in spirit and in truth. We are actually carnal and we're sold to understand. And we have we are actually destitute and poor in spirit. So the Bible says, right, Matthew 5, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. What spirituality tells you is spirituality tells you, no, you're not poor in spirit. In fact, your spirit is so powerful that it can shape and change reality around you and that your spirit is eternal just by its own nature. And there's, it's a part of God, and you're actually perfect and divine as you are. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to achieve a higher state of spirituality and transcend these lower levels of, of uh, earth matter, which is a lower form of existence. So spirituality tells you your spirit's perfect. You need to just kind of get rid of all the excess baggage, basically. Christianity starts up the other way and says, no, there's nothing you can do. You're actually carnal. You're sinful. Your spirit's utterly corrupt and it's valueless, but God will make you born again. He, he does it freely, right? God will change you. The, uh, the new covenant promises, I will take out your heart of stone, put in you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you, and I will cause you to walk in my statutes. So what God and Christianity offers is not your own awesome divine spirit, but he will give you of his own spirit because of the sacrifice of his son and what he's done. So it's a free gift, but in spirituality, you must attain it. And it's not put forth in a negative context, like it's going to be a lot of work. It's all a journey, and this is my experience. But, but spirituality is you must attain your own salvation to be free from suffering, which is the same as um, any false religion out there. They, they're all the same in this. The Mormons must work for it, and the Jehovah's Witnesses must work for it. Even with Catholicism teaches you must work for it. You're not saved by grace through faith. Christianity says you're saved by grace through faith and not even by your own merits, right? But solely based upon the merits of another, namely Christ Jesus, the perfect man. So if you had to put it in terms, would you say Christianity is the right form of spirituality or spirituality is the works based? How, how would you, how do you think through that? Yeah. So 
I would I would argue now, looking back, that when people say, oh, this was a spiritual experience, or I had a real spiritual experience, I went to a sweat lodge, or even I took a, you know, a psychedelic drug, like uh, me, right? Like the DMT, the spirit molecule. People are like, I had a, this amazing spiritual experience. What they're really experiencing is hypercarnality. It's carnality to such a degree that they've never experienced before. And thus it feels spiritual, but it's actually farther from God and, wow. and, and his mode than, than they've ever been perhaps before, because now they're seeing themselves as divine. Like I became one with the consciousness of the universe, right? What you've done now is you fully accepted the, the original lie that Satan put upon our, you know, our, our, our original parents that you will be as God. So spirituality is, I will be as God. And Christianity says the exact opposite. So true spirituality is far more plain seeming. It's far less impressive seeming. It's taking a dead man and raising him to life and causing them to believe God at his word. And so so the, the more spiritual a Christian is, the less impressive it's really going to be. They're going to know the word of God. They're going to be walking in a holy, pure life. And it's not going to be quite as... Um, quite as um, mystical seeming, right? So, uh, so that was that. That is my experience and how I would define. It. They're very, they're very diametrically opposed, and that's why it's so confusing. No kidding. It just reminds me that Satan can't create. All he can do is corrupt and pervert what God has already created, and he just does everything the opposite of God. I mean, it just is. It really is opposites. And to hear you talk about that and to hear you talk about how um, the, the, the yoke of this, of the religion and changing the mindset and every false religion is a doctrine of demons. And it's just, it's interesting to see as you break these things down, all Satan can do is say, I'm going that way. While God is saying, Christ is saying, I want you to go this way. And they really are opposite directions. Right. Satan, they want to go the opposite direction for the sake of just opposing God. And so what's, what's phenomenal is that the way the scripture is written, the Holy Spirit inspired the scripture, that nothing in there is, is in vain. Even the smallest minute detail, to some extent, and, and, and it happens, some, it's amazing, it refutes some error, some small error that, is, that literally will exist, and people can just kind of, in a way, the unsafe person can tap into anything at any point in time, because the sin nature will want to lead them in the opposite direction even without them knowing it, right? Like people's beliefs and philosophies and worldviews are always sending them further away from God as, as, as they possibly can. Sin seems to have the ability to infinitely digress away from God somehow. And, and there's a bit of a mystery there, <laughs> understand. But it delights to oppose God in any sort of way. Wow, Atticus, this is so good. And you're, you're not, you don't have a full-time ministry in this. This is like, this is just, what God brought you through to where you're at. I want to get more into how that change took place, what God did there, uh, and more about uh, the, the, the spiritual world that you kind of were a part of. But I'm going to have to do that without my Facebook and YouTube audience and the podcast and television audience. Guys, thank you for tuning in for the first half hour of our program. I'd love for you to hear the rest of Atticus's story. You can hear the whole backstory of what led up to all of this that we're talking about. Uh, if you go to the com uh, Compelled podcast, would love for you to check that out. Just go to Compelled podcast and look up his name. Link is in the description if you guys have that. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Uh, 
the the time that was taken to produce those podcasts, and you're going to want to subscribe to that one as well. Uh, a couple a couple resources. Um, Answers in Genesis did a great job of doing a three part series on world religions and cults. And part number two, part number two. Do you have this series yet? Atticus? I don't, no. Oh, I'll give it to you, man. I'll send this one right here to you, okay? This is so good. Uh, World Religions and the Cults, Volume 2, specifically goes into the mystic religions and a lot of the spiritual spirituality-type stuff. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I'll send this one to you, uh, Atticus. It's, it is so good. Uh, I encourage you to understand what the truth is. And um, Atticus, real quick, uh, well, it seems like you've kind of already explained it, but as, P, as I got to let Facebook and YouTube go, like what, what's your what's your end conclusion here? How would you wrap up for them before we kind of keep going with everybody else? Well, I would want to say, I want to kind of equip, because people always ask, and we can talk about this later, but people always say, well, how do I witness to this 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 Wiccan coworker or someone in my family is dabbling in Hinduism or this and that? And they want to spend a lot of time studying those religions and cults. And I think there's a place for it. I, I didn't know you had a resource, Walter Martin who's passed has a great resource on the, on, on the occult and, and cult. But what I would encourage you is spend time knowing the scriptures for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a place to study them, but they should know what they believe. So if you do, if you don't know what they believe, go and ask them. And then by knowing the scriptures, you can refute them on the spot because there's far too many, uh, spiritual paths in these days, far too many cults and, and, and these other ones. You can't spend all your time practically studying them. So I try to encourage people because they want to hear my experience and like kind of witness. And, and it always comes back to the scripture is sharper than the two-edged sword and divides the center between the joints and the marrow, the soul and the spirit. And it's discerns the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Um, what we wage war against is, is thoughts, ideologies, philosophies, and, and, and bad theology. So, so know the differences of, of, you know, just know the scripture and you will know the difference. And you got to pray for them. I realize now there was many people praying for me and that's, that's a major part of my conversion. So, um, and don't lose hope again, be encouraged. The Lord saves wretched sinners and no matter where they seem to be spiritually, the Lord can save them. He's mightier than, than, than the false gods. He proved that with Egypt. So. Amen. And amen. And he did that all throughout the scriptures. Facebook, YouTube, podcast, and television audience. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Look forward to next week's conversation until then. Oh, keep studying the Word of God and go share the gospel with somebody that needs it. I'll see you next week.